1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create & Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. founder when you're running a business, hiring is tough and hiring the right people to take your business to the next level, even tougher. On average, it takes an average of 36 days to hire a new employee and filling a position doesn't necessarily guarantee success. Nearly half of all new hires fail within 18 months. Thankfully, I have Louisa Serene Schneider on this episode of Work Party to share how she successfully hired the right people to help her grow her business and how you can do the same. The founder and CEO of Rowan, a piercing company that's reshaping the industry, has hired a team of over 45 employees and has over 700 employees working in studios across the United States. I can't wait to chat with her about how she built such an impressive business, including her hiring strategy, tips for retaining employees, and so much more. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Work Party, Louisa. Thanks for having me, Jacqueline. Yeah, no problem. So let's just kick off and talk a little bit about Rowan. Can you tell us about Rowan if if our listeners aren't familiar?
0: Yes, absolutely. Rowan is a company that is dedicated and was founded to improve the age-old practice of ear piercing. So uh, getting your ears pierced is a rite of passage. It's a moment that culturally families may opt to do at birth, at a very young age, or as you get older. And and we have seen folks in the uh, triple digits getting pierced because they want a little bling in their life. Uh, But typically it is a milestone, a moment of celebration. And prior to Rowan, there was not a marriage of safety and that celebratory experience. And what we have aimed and set out to do is to have licensed nurses be our piercers. So they are trained to pierce ears, but they are also experts on anxiety or anything to do with you know, blood or bloodborne pathogens <laughs> or all of the fun things that that rarely, but sometimes do occur in a piercing experience. And so Rowan is really creating a new option in the market that we see more and more of our customers gravitating to, and then being extremely grateful to us for providing. And we also make our own hypoallergenic earrings, because once you've gotten your ears pierced, the healing takes not just weeks, but really oftentimes more than a year. And you really want to be thoughtful about uh, that healing, which happens from the from the outside in to make sure that you're putting in good quality products. So that is what we do. And we are partnered with Target. And so we are expanding with Target and in our own studios. And through that effort with, with Target, we have built a very large team of nurses to the tune of almost a thousand as we begin to grow quite literally across the country to provide the service that is really changing a lot of people's lives in some ways nurses who uh, work for us often part-time sometimes full-time and certainly families who are experiencing this this safe piercing experience
1: Love that. Yeah, I would say I'm probably of the generation who has some horror stories about getting piercings from people who probably were not uh, that cleanly or uh, professional or had any experience to be piercing here. So all the horror stories left behind. So when did you start the business?
0: Rowan was started four years ago. I was working at the time in finance. I was an analyst and I was looking at malls. And it was fascinating to see that while malls were really suffering and continue to one concept in the mall, kept driving foot traffic. And, And that was mall based piercers because folks didn't have another option. And so when it came time to pierce ears, they headed off to the mall. And oftentimes they said, this is the only time I've ever gone to the mall. So that was very interesting to me. And more and more, when I looked at the business, Um, I felt that an opportunity existed possibly because this is a procedure that is most frequently pursued by girls. And Mm. oftentimes, women aren't uh, prioritized when it comes to innovation. We see that in medicine. We see it across a lot of industries. But for whatever reason, the opportunity was there. I got really excited about it. And my background is finance, but I also studied entrepreneurship at Columbia Business School, And I was so excited to find something that really merited innovation at a time where the the market was ready for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what has been the most challenging thing about starting your own company? As you mentioned, obviously you were working in finance previously, but you had this education in entrepreneurship, so you weren't going into it completely blind, but what were some of the challenges early on?
0: Challenges early on were money. So I would have loved to have opened up studios out of the gates, but I, I bootstrapped the business. And so what I needed to first do was find nurses, get them trained to pierce ears. That was challenging. And then find customers who were interested in having a nurse come to their home to get pierced and learn from those people and learn from those nurses. And so really building that initial cohort of customers and then going to investors and saying, I think we have something this looks really interesting and took a lot of meetings in order to get someone who said this is a, a very large market and certainly you're on to something and and once we did i think you know what you alluded to in the beginning is hiring and finding people who also believe in the idea who want to come on and help you build your dream
1: yeah absolutely and now you've raised over you know 24 million dollars you know in that way so obviously that's through a series of Fundraising, but let's talk about starting out in fundraising. To your point, what were the metrics that you had to bring to the table to get people on board? And you mentioned the initial cohort. Was it revenue? Was it the concept? Was it the idea? Was it you know recurring customers? Like, what were some of the metrics that you put forward?
0: Yeah, you're you're hitting on a lot of them, so that that's helpful for me. It really, first and foremost is understanding: Do you have a large market opportunity? So, what is the TAM? What is the total addressable market that you're looking at? And if that's large and you can show a viable path to achieving some meaningful percentage of that addressable market, then that is going to be interesting out of the gates. And I think also understanding that the business model has a path to nice profitability. And today, investors are very skeptical of businesses that don't have that path to profitability without achieving a huge, huge customer base. Mm -hmm. And from our standpoint, Rowan is able to achieve profitability at the unit level. And so growth is expensive. Growth costs money. But if you're growing towards something that inherently is profitable at the unit level, you can achieve profitability. And I think what's exciting about what we're doing is the market is large. And with a minimum investment of quite a large amount, which you just alluded to, we see an ability to disrupt a very large market because the ability to innovate for a lot of the existing entrenched players is quite difficult because they're in old real estate they're in malls and Hmm. they have processes for training and data collection and customer analytics that are very difficult to turn over it's easier to build a new house than it is to renovate an old one
1: so. Mm, mm, absolutely. And so you mentioned your partnership with target, which I want to talk about a little yep. bit, but also you have your own brick and mortar locations. So yes. tell us a little bit about launching those where you launched them. You know, I see on your Instagram, you just announced Denver. What, where are you strategically looking to open these, your own brick and mortars and tell us a little bit more about how the partnership with target has been a game changer for you. Yes. So can't say a lot about
0: target without them participating But we do have almost 300 locations live across the country. And if you go to our website, heyroan.com, you will see where we exist at Target and where you can book appointments. And obviously the ability to scale quickly, to be where our customers are and to provide them a great service somewhere where they feel really comfortable and inspired is just a home run. And they've been a tremendous partner and so, You know, that has absolutely been a game changer for us, for our ability to grow and to grow quickly. And we are also working towards pretty rapidly growing our own stores. And what happened there is that during the pandemic, we had an office space, which we decided to leave. And we had an opportunity um, to be, as Warren Buffett likes to say, greedy when others are fearful. And so we decided to sign a lease for a store on the Upper East Side in the height of COVID. And a lot of people thought we were crazy, (laughs) but my view was, if nothing else, this will be a great office space. And it will also be street level marketing for us because we have great signage and a lot of people are walking by this space every day. And so we went ahead with it and it has been an absolutely tremendous success. And we have built a community around the location where we opened. There were a lot of empty doors there. And now the two or three blocks around where we are is really teeming with business. So that's exciting. And it is really creating an opportunity for us to go and then expand this concept because we've learned a lot in a lot of other cities. And so we're currently in Denver and in Westport, Connecticut, and we are going to be opening
1: in a number of other cities this year. That's exciting. I mean, New York obviously makes sense. To your point, the street-level marketing, obviously an incredible location. Denver and Westport, Connecticut are a little bit more off the beaten path. What was sort of the strategy in terms of those markets particularly?
0: One thing that's great is that we have the ability to see where our customer is, and we also are live in a lot of cities other than New York piercing already because of our partnership. And so- some of the thought in going to a Denver is that we're already live there and there's great demand. Hmm. And we also happen to have family that's there. So part of the genesis of Rowan is that my family is all nurses and doctors. And there are a lot of nurses and doctors that happen to be related to me that live there. <laughs> and so that's perfect. Fun.
1: Immediate employee staff.
0: <laughs> and I think also with Westport, we are looking at, really an incredible change in terms of where people are choosing to live. So outside of COVID, people are able to work from lots of places where they were not able to work prior to COVID. And therefore we see cities like Westport becoming meccas for families. And Rowan really, really loves to celebrate that first year piercing. And we, we, um, love to welcome families. So I think it's for us, great research. As we start to think about how many stores will Rowan have, is it 25? Is it 50? Is it 250? I don't know, but if it's going to be 250, then we're going to want to work in cities like Westport and Denver Mm. because there's only one New York city.
1: (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. So in the beginning, what were some of the most important places you spent your money that you saw real return? Was it employees marketing? Like where were you seeing a great return? And then on the flip side of that, what were some of the biggest mistakes you made early on?
0: Great questions. Investing in brand, I think is, is very important. I think it's also hard to invest in brand before, you know, what you do and who your customer is and get it 100% right. But if you want to sell something that is a premium experience and a premium product, the branding does need to be good. And so I think that we did spend there, we continue to spend there. And I think that's really, really important. And it is not an area where you see an immediate return on investment, but it is incredibly valuable.
1: I totally agree with that. And if you, I look, you know, looking at your Instagram and your stores and all that, it is very beautifully designed. And I think like a lot of times, you know, investors, things like that, they're like, ah, it's a big cost, you know, for right. literally right. no return at the beginning, but long-term, you think about some of the greatest brands that have succeeded, you can immediately think of their logo, what their look and feel is absolutely, and And you are delivering an experience as much as a product. So that makes total sense to me.
0: That's exactly right. I think about it like, like Tesla, there were a lot of battery powered vehicles before Tesla, but Elon Musk made a brand out of this car experience. And that became something that people really wanted versus almost an embarrassment to drive. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And so it really is thinking about the brand and the experience in that way, because there's so much more than just the actual moment and act of the piercing. So I think that is that is a place certainly that I would advise spending. I think on product and on training is really really important and on people. And one area that I think I have had a 180 on as as a founder is that initially you can hire junior people or folks that can wear many many hats. But ultimately if you wanna build an incredible CRM that can do things that no one else in the industry can do and you're incorporating healthcare into that, you're going to need to hire an amazing engineer, right? And you're gonna need to invest in that because you can die from a thousand paper cuts. Mm. And I think it is wonderful And a blessing when senior people want to join your team because it means they believe in you. And so it's worth investing in because if you hire folks that can't do what you're envisioning, it won't work out and they might work really hard. And that's hard when people are giving 100% but they don't have um, the experience or the technical know-how to do what you need. And so I wouldn't be afraid. In fact, I would encourage bringing people on that you think are better, than you or are more senior perhaps than you are ready for. There is a bit of building the army before the war, so to speak, mm. and that is a good thing if you really believe in the model and in the idea and in, and in the market that you're going after.
1: New Year's resolutions just aren't the most enticing thing anymore. In an effort to forever better myself, I like to kick off January with a new set of goals and intentions that I can reflect on throughout the year instead. So 2021 was incredible, but I have so many new and worthwhile goals for 2022. At the very top of my list is learning a new language with Babbel. It's an app that has gotten so much buzz recently, especially among my group of friends. Not only is learning a new language fun and engaging, it pairs well with my new travel goal. I'm super into the learning process Babbel offers. 14 languages, including Spanish, German, French, and Italian are taught through bite-sized lessons for quick and efficient learning. I really wish I had a subscription before my trip to Italy last summer. And while their super cool speech recognition technology helps to improve your pronunciation and accent, my favorite part of Babbel is being able to listen to podcasts, play games, and listen to stories in a new language. That way, you can keep learning no matter what the setting is. Like if you're feeling a little self-conscious practicing out loud. I can brush up on my French and learn a new language from my bed, at my desk, on the tarmac, or before I head out to explore a new city. Quite literally anywhere, anytime. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel was created by over 100 language experts, and they really nailed it. Each lesson is so addicting and fun. My husband and I actually love taking work breaks throughout the day for a quick lesson or game. It's been so fun learning something together, and we cannot wait to see where the practice takes us in the next year. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code PARTY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code PARTY. Babbel, language for life. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast, Say Yes to the Guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find Yes to the guests on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the Guest. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So talk to us a little bit about your interview process. Do you hire for expertise? Do you hire for passion? What are some of the questions that are crucial for you to have answered? So we have
0: evolved and that's great. <laughs> you, you definitely want to, to be able to change and evolve as you learn and We have begun a process more recently, which I think has been really, really successful for Rowan and is yielding a much more cohesive and aligned team around our core missions. So part of it is keeping your goals really simple and straightforward and making sure that everyone on the team is aligned. And so that needs to be really first and foremost in the interview process, because you don't wanna spend a lot of time with a candidate if they don't believe in the mission of the business. And so if they're passionate about that and interested in that, and you can glean that, then that is already a big step in the right direction. And if that doesn't exist, then it's probably not worth spending a lot of time with that candidate. Having a process that has real structure around it. So everyone is not asking the same questions and, Um, Candidates are getting good feedback during the process so that they know that the company that they are interacting with is professional and is going to be a place where they're treated well and et cetera, because in this market, they're interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them. And so, you know, everyone is talking about the quick culture, how difficult it is to retain employees. I think we're doing a tremendous job there. And part of it is really trying to create better communication. The organization, and that is critical in the interview process. Mm. So, coming together during that process, having specific questions that each member of the interviewing committee is asking, um, and then having the committee come together to communicate on how the different candidates are playing out, etc. In terms of specific questions, there are a lot that we ask, and certainly they are typically very specific to the role itself. We are at this stage of the business able to hire people for specific specific skills and into specific roles and whereas very very early on in a startup you are in some some instances looking for people that can wear a lot of hats and at least yeah. get you to that next milestone and we always do though like to ask about the willingness to wear hats and to step outside of your comfort zone because We're going to try to do things that have never been done before. And so because of that, there's no way you could have done it before. And therefore, how comfortable are you being uncomfortable? It's always nice to hear how a candidate describes themselves. Mm. Uh, I always ask, how would your three best friends or your parents describe you in three adjectives and why? We always want to know what the short-term and long-term career goals are of someone who's coming to work at Rowan because we want to make sure that we're going to be setting them up for success. And this may be a path on their journey, or it may be the penultimate of where they want to be forever. Both candidates could be great for Rowan. And it really does depend on what the role is and where where they see themselves. So getting to know them on a personal level is important.
1: Absolutely, and now that we're fully remote, you mentioned leaving your office. How has that changed team dynamics, leadership style? What are some of the lessons you've learned through that experience?
0: It's been a lot of stumbling in the dark. (laughs) It's really hard and we're getting better at it. And I think that we're getting better at it. And we also see two very bifurcated pieces of feedback with regards to this, which is I want the flexibility. I like working from home. I feel disconnected Hmm. and Therefore, really working on technology and making sure that you are encouraging folks getting together, even if it is in a Zoom environment, et cetera, with regularity, that you are checking in on people, you're calling them, you're letting them know you care about them, you're letting them know they're part of the team. We have almost every day of the week, a full team standup, still even at 50 people. And it's very short, but it is nice to see everyone's face. And we, we infuse that with fun. So each person gets to, they get their turn to play music in the beginning of the meeting and then read an inspirational quote at the end. And then they get to nominate someone else to do it. And this kind of keeps going and keeps going, but it's a really nice way to start the day and it gets kind of everyone in, in the same vibe, even though we're all over the
1: country. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. So for you as a founder, you know, looking back, what would you have done differently day one of your business? Lots of things, and lots
0: of things I would have done the same. In retrospect, we would have moved more quickly to a store. Mm-hmm. We, we spent a bit of time there, kind of debating whether or not we wanted to do it. We were, and a lot. It's of that expensive. Has, it's a risk. Has to do with costs and really trying to understand if you know, the upside downside is there. And in retrospect, it absolutely was. I think that that is, that is one area. Another area is certain key roles, getting to them more quickly. Mm. And part of that is just having the, the business in order to hire the best talent, right? Because it, it is hard to get people to join you when you're just an idea. And once you've established a business, more people become more interested. So Mm -hmm. I think also what I would have done differently is, you know, it's a great question. And I think there's a lot to unpack, but there are aspects of the piercing experience itself that can be more specialized. Um, and we've gotten there. So on, in our studios, we offer both needle piercings, so piercing with a needle and piercing with an instrument. But getting out and building relationships with leading plastic surgeons, even sooner than we did mm. to establish what is medically documented and accurate based on the top plastic surgeons in the world, and what is more allure, because you can certainly sell much more expensive earrings if you pierce with a needle and put in a very expensive earring. But is that really medically advised as better? Yeah. What's the difference?
1: Like, why is that more expensive? You're like, it's a whole thing, I'm sure. But it is. I
0: think at the end of the day, there are a lot of risks that come into play with piercing with a needle that Mm. are completely obviated when you pierce with a sterile earring that comes out of a packaging at the moment of piercing. Right. So it is quite literally sterile until it goes into your ear versus a needle emerges from an autoclave and unless you're in a sterile hospital operating room, it is immediately no longer sterile. Mm -hmm. And there are risks involved with human error, right? With regards to sticking yourself or a child or et cetera. And so these are the types of things that oftentimes get obviated when this conversation happens because folks assume that that needle piercing is always perfectly done and it's not. (laughs) So when it is, it can be a great experience, but le- the leading plastic surgeon that we work with is named Dr. Charles Thorne. He runs all of plastic surgery for Lennox Hill and oversees an unbelievable philanthropic organization that is focused on craniofacial abnormalities. And he and his team of physicians w- quite literally rebuild the faces of children that are born with different faces. And wow. his expertise is ears. And so, He knows everything about the ear, about the ear anatomy, about the ear tissue. And it is his view that piercing with an earring has just as good, if not a better outcome than piercing with a needle. Not on every part of the ear, but the lion's share of the piercings that we do are the lobe.
1: Yeah, totally. It totally makes sense. I think we all have our own experiences with good experiences and bad experiences when it comes to piercing. But I think it's just incredible that you've done this amount of research to be able to provide not only the options, but the science and sort of the research behind it, which I'm sure is very much appreciated. So what do you see as the future for Rowan? Like what's next? Obviously you have these massive partnerships. You've raised a lot of money. You have a large team, you know, what, what are you looking to do? Would you, is your dream to IPO? Would you love to sell the business? Like what is sort of your end game?
0: One day we would love to IPO one day. We'd love to be part of a larger luxury goods business. I think we see piercing as a segue to a girl's first fine jewelry purchase or a boy's. And we are providing a premium service and we are building a very large team of licensed medical professionals who perform an incredible service with pride. They love it. It's joyful. So somewhere in that realm is what I see for Rowan. Because I think that the piercing and the jewelry is just the beginning of a relationship that is a lifelong relationship of self-care and celebration.
1: I love that. So we're going to end with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Are you ready? The The three traits that got me to where I am today are? Determination, passion, and being energetic. No, and energy is a huge one. Um, The first lesson I learned the hard way as a business owner was. You're not going to be able to do everything. My number one piece of financial advice for entrepreneurs is. Have a clear decision-making
0: policy around spend. The productivity tool I'd be lost without is. My phone. And success to me is. Waking up with a clear conscience and a nice cup of coffee. (laughs)
1: Amen. Um, Well, thank you so much, Louisa. This was an amazing conversation. Can you tell all of our listeners where they can learn more about you and Rowan um, on social media?
0: Yes, thank you, Jacqueline. We are at Hey Rowan and on Instagram and would love
1: to have you join us there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It was super insightful and we look forward to seeing what you do next. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.